Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I hope you're ready for what should be, what could be, what might be the best weekend of the entire calendar year for football fans. College football playoff national championship semifinals on New Year's Day on Monday evening. You got elite divisional matchups, divisional championships on Sunday. You got the Cowboys and the Lions on Saturday night. You got future style playoff bowl matchups between Ole Miss and Penn State and Georgia and Florida State. You got Missouri and Ohio State on Friday night. And of course, you have the Browns and the Jets on Thursday evening. Welcome to the show. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers by saying play ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Mike Wells. I am Braden Gall. In for the guys. Happy to be here. Excited about what should be a spectacular weekend, Mike. And it gets started with one of the more ridiculous stories I can remember in the NFL, which is the 10-win Cleveland Browns hosting the New York Jets on Thursday night with a chance to win 11 games with four different starting quarterbacks. Listen, when the schedule when the schedule came out, it was supposed to be Deshaun Watson going against Aaron Rodgers. We're like, okay. <laughs> you know, two teams jockeying for playoff positioning late in the season. Who would have thought? You, you you seem to be are you are you a betting man, uh, Brayton? I, I enjoy a, a wager or two on the college game. The NFL game is a trickier beast, so I try to stay away from the I know my limitations, you know what I mean? Self awareness is key. Who would have thought it would have been Joe Flacco? <laughs> and I'm trying to uh, – was it with, Trev- with Trev- Trev- Trevor C- uh, Simeon, right? Uh, he's the guy. He's starting for the Jets, right? So, I, who, I mean, look, we, I had to think about it. I'm, I'm looking at their stats. I'm like, holy cow. They've had all these different guys playing quarterback for him, not named Aaron Rodgers. But, no, the fact that Joe Flacco wasn't even, you know, wasn't even playing and he's in position to – Further lock in the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs says a lot for how good Cleveland has been coached this season. Absolutely remarkable. And look, there's only about eight teams, I think, that have won double-digit games with four or more starting quarterbacks. They are one of them now. Joe Flacco over 1,300 yards passing over his first four games with the team. Also, I think, is the top four total of all time in the history of the NFL for the first four games for a quarterback with a new team. He comes off the couch. My favorite part of this entire story, by the way, Mike, is that they worked him out and didn't sign him for like three days. <laughs> like, like if it, what was what was happening during those two or three days? <laughs> what was happening? Uh, but Flacco and the Browns, of course, on Thursday evening against the Jets gets this entire weekend started and a chance for Kevin Stefanski to cement himself as coach of the year in the NFL. But we, we'll get back to that in just a second because I know you disagree on the coach of the year conversation, Mike Wells, Braden Gall. Uh, we do have some breaking news, though, however, in the world of the NFL. Carlin versus Joe. Breaking news. 
So according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, there is a change in Denver. Broncos head coach Sean Payton has informed his team that Jared Stidham will start Sunday versus the Chargers with Russell Wilson as the backup. Of course, they are 1-3 and three in their last four games. Denver is looking to sort of spark the offense and see what it has in Stidham. Also, there are some contractual implications here that could trigger some bonuses for Russell Wilson. So keep an eye on that part of this conversation uh, as, again, this, this is more of a money play, it feels like, for Denver. And I'm assuming that Russell Wilson's on uh, – like, is, how does this <laughs> – for, for a guy who had an atrocious resume or atrocious relationship with his previous coach and in large part why Nathaniel Hackett was let go and Sean Payton was brought in – this doesn't seem like a good way to build the relationship between Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. It looks like he's got a $37 million injury guarantee for 2025 that becomes fully guaranteed in March of 24 uh, if he cannot pass a physical when the vesting deadline arrives. That's 30, that $37 million becomes unavoidable. So for these, if he gets hurt in these two games, can't pass the physical in three months, $37 million. The Broncos we're, are out. But we're, we're being very short-sighted right now, Brayden. I mean, the, the Broncos didn't bring uh, Russell Wilson in here to protect them on not getting injured and have to worry about paying out some guaranteed money. They brought um, – Russ. They, they gave up those draft picks to get Russell Wilson to lead them to the playoffs, to compete against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in the, uh, in the, in the AFC West. And for two straight years, Russell Wilson has been – has done nothing to sit here and say he's that guy that's going to turn the corner. Now we're late in the season, and the Broncos' ownership is trying to protect its wallet so they're not paying out guaranteed money for a guy who's injured. That is – this is a horrible look not only for Russell Wilson but also for the Broncos' organization that they made a very bad decision in when they gave – when they went ahead and acquired Russell from the Seattle Seahawks in the offseason of 2022. He, now he has been, of course, that he's contract guaranteed already for twenty four. That money is for twenty twenty five. So to your point, that's the fourth year of the Russell Wilson era in Denver. Should that happen, which is why they're benching. But but again, they're only one game back of the wild card here. They are one game behind the Indianapolis Colts for the wild card. Now I know there's about nine teams in between them and the Colts in the seventh spot because they're down in twelfth. But there's only one game separating them in the wild card spot, and they play the Chargers. And the Raiders in the final two, which are winnable games with Russell Wilson, they are not winnable with Jared Stidham. Russell Wilson has been significantly better this year than he was last year, right? Significantly yeah. better under under Sean Payton. Here's my ultimate question for you, Mike. What is that conversation like? What's that conversation like? If you are Sean Payton and the, the coaches and the front office and you have to call in Russell Wilson, you say, look, we'd like to not pay you $37 million in case you get hurt. Like, what is the conversation like? Well, first of all, I want to know what's the conversation done over the phone, text message, <laughs> Zoom, in person, or did he send an email to him? I mean, it better that, be in person. But but but, but, that, but but that just it, it tells you. I mean, we've seen um, Sean Payton just go off on Russell Wilson on the sideline. So the relationship is already it, it appears to be fractured from from the outside looking in. Like it's not a great relationship. Um, Sean Payton was supposed to be that guy who was going to fix. Russell Wilson get him on on track. Yes, Russell Wilson has had a better season than he did in his first year with the Denver Broncos. But this was an opportunity to really pounce in the division this year because we've seen how Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs just do not look the same. And Justin Herbert has been injured. Brandon Staley got fired. And 
we're sitting here with two weeks left in the season saying, all right, Russell, thanks. We're still in the mix for a playoff spot potentially. We're, you know, number of teams in between us. But we're going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and sit you out to the final two weeks of the season. Mike Wells, Braden Gall here in for Carlin versus Joe, of course, on ESPN Radio. This is also from Adam Schefter. Russell Wilson already has $39 million guaranteed for next year, 2024. But he has an additional $37 million that would become guaranteed if he can't pass a physical in early March. Denver's move to sit him assures that that money will not trigger. And again, they are one game back of the wild, <laughs> the final wild card spot in the AFC. Uh, be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. And, yeah, I always go, Mike, I always go to, like, the, the human element. And I know Russell Wilson has brought a lot of this criticism on himself by his behavior and sort of how he treats his teammates and the holier-than-thou thing and sort of this feeling like he's a separate individual from the team at times, you know, having his own office, right, with, with the Broncos. Like, some of that stuff is he brings on himself. But at the end of the day, <laughs> there's a human element to this. And if your coach says, look, we're going to keep that $37 million protected because we're not sure we believe in you in two years, there's a part of you that has to accept it, but there's also a part of you that says, I'm not sure I'm ready to play for this guy again. So, all right. So, why would you say this part of you says I, I'm I'm not ready to play for this for this guy again? I mean, it just okay. How about this? There are some guys, men and women, that are humble enough or sort of self aware enough that they understand decision making processes. Like, I, look, I, I'm not suggesting that Aaron Rodgers is the poster child of good decision making, <laughs> but like the fact that he calls the 53rd guy who gets cut off the roster because he stays active, right? And says, look, I don't want this guy to be cut off the roster. I know how this works. At least there's some awareness inside the locker room of another person's situation, right? That takes some level of like weird humility and, and, and self-awareness. Russell Wilson does not strike me as that type of guy, nor has he ever. So I don't know if I'm if I'm Russell Wilson I'm 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 certainly not happy about this that's for sure yeah I mean if if you're prideful you're not happy about it if you're if you're a competitor if you're a competitor and you want to compete you're like no I, I want to start I want I believe I give us the best opportunity to win these final two games of the regular season anybody who truly wants to win and competes wants to be a starter in whatever sport they're playing and whatever they're doing in life. Yeah. They want, they, they believe in themselves. And so if, if Russell sits back and you know, the media is going to talk to him because they should talk to him. And Russell says, I completely, I, I completely agree with, with uh, coach Payton, what he did here. I'm fine sitting out these last two games. I'm not, I lose all respect for Russell Wilson. If he says something like that. I, I agree. I also would gain a ton of respect for Russell Wilson. If he said to his agent, let's remove that, that injury physical guarantee, and I'll put my body on the line, I want to go win us a playoff spot. Now, I know that's maybe bad business, but that might be that's where you win a bunch of respect, and you win the locker room over, and you win people over that are rooting for you. Because I think ultimately, here's the question. Is Russell Wilson's time in Denver done? And maybe more importantly, is Russell Wilson's time as an NFL star quarterback over? We will get oh, to that, all of that. That part, yes. Sorry. All of that. Braden Collin, Mike Wells, that is next on ESPN Radio and ESPN App. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Russell Wilson has been benched by Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos in an effort to save some money, it would appear, in 2025. This is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Carlin versus Joe presented by Progressive Insurance. The Dr. Pepper call-in line, of course, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And ultimately, it seems like, Mike, based on the contract, fully guaranteed for next year, $85 million dead cap hit, that it would be almost impossible for Russell Wilson not to be the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos next season. Of course, the reason he is being benched for the last two games against the Chargers and the Raiders, despite the fact that the Broncos are just one game back of the seventh-place wildcard slot in the AFC, is in case he gets injured in those final two games. And if he cannot pass a physical in March at the beginning of the next league year, his 2025 contract is guaranteed at over $37 million. So ultimately, I've got two questions for you. Number one, how does this end at Den- with Denver? It seems like he has to be on the team next year and and is still their best option at quarterback unless Sean Payton wants to go for a top pick and do the whole tanking thing, I guess. I guess it's possible. So how does this end with Denver? And I think the more interesting question is how do we view Russell Wilson historically in the NFL? This last chapter has been very strange. Well, Braden, it's kind of late to do the whole tanking thing. I mean, the fact that they're right there in the mix. Um, no, I mean for next for the following year. Oh, for the fall, man. Yeah, whew, you're re- you're really rolling the dice in that situation. Broncos sitting currently right now, right now uh, seven seven and eight overall. And if anything, it, it shows me that they're ready to throw in the towel on Russell Wilson. And like, okay, this just not doesn't. It hasn't panned out. And if they find a way to cut ties and take the hit with the dead, the dead money and everything. It's a complete – they're basically just screaming to everybody in the NFL that we screwed up by trading for Russell Wilson a couple of years ago. When we traded for him in 2022, we made a bad move. That Russell Wilson was not the same quarterback who some argue was just as good or better than Andrew Luck from that 2012 uh, draft class. It is saying that it didn't pan out. He's not the guy that leads us going forward. That Sean Payton – wants his own personal quarterback that he can mold and groom and build the same way he wants things to be run and hopefully potentially try to be somewhere anywhere close to what Drew Brees was with him with the New Orleans Saints. So this is a sign that, hey, 
Russell Wilson, just he's not the guy that can get the job done. Yes, it's, the numbers say that he is having a better season. Uh, completion percentage is up by almost 7%, but he still has shown signs that are the same guy on why the Seattle Seahawks wanted to move on from him a couple years ago. So he never had a losing record ever in his career with Seattle until the very final season at 33 years old. And what you see with historically great quarterbacks in the NFL, you see almost all of them change teams, right? Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Joe Montana. You can go down the list. Almost all of them, Phillip Rivers did this. Um, You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers doing it. Brett Favre did it. Like, it it, it happens almost all the time. Like, this is what you do uh, as a quarterback who's near the end, right? You want to extend your career a couple years. Normally that happens when there's one or two years left in the tank. Seattle did it when he was 33. Well, he's played two seasons, and this year he's clearly bounced back under a much better coach. And But this whole last chapter of his career, I mean, this is a guy like – this is a guy who's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, he's been to multiple Super Bowls. Probably should have won a second one. Like, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation. I don't think people talk about him that way. And I don't know how this last chapter is going to be viewed historically when we look at Peyton Manning winning a Super Bowl for these very Denver Broncos, even though his arm was totally shot. Brady winning a Super Bowl with the Bucks. Like, Favre almost got the Vikings into the Super Bowl. After leaving Green Bay, like Joe Montana wins that famous game for the Chiefs, right? In the playoffs. There's nothing positive about this last chapter in Russell Wilson's career. And I'm curious how it affects how we view Russell Wilson, the quarterback. I see. Here's this is why I the way I view it. A, I had the opportunity to cover Andrew Luck from his second season all the way up until August of 2019 when he retired. And for so often, and considering I'm, you know, I grew up and went to college out there in the Seattle area, and had to listen to our friends talk about Russell Wilson being a better quarterback than Andrew Luck. I would say up to 2020, um, up until the end of the 2020 season, there was an argument to say that hey, Russell Wilson was the best quarterback of that 2012 draft class. Yeah. The Colts, the Colts like Russell Wilson so much. Ryan Grixon, a former general manager, told me that they thought about taking Russell Wilson. In the fifth round, fourth or fifth round of the draft in 2012, teaming him with Andrew Luck. That's how much they thought about Russell Wilson from a talent standpoint. He had a heck of a career. I know he had a great defense behind him um, when he when he was in when he was in Seattle, but he did win a Super Bowl, and he potentially he probably should have won a second one um, had they not thrown the ball and Malcolm Butler intercepted that uh, pass, <laughs> you know, at the one yard line against against the Patriots. So he was one of the elite quarterbacks. In the NFL, but his his status completely fell off in his final year in Seattle, which uh, unfortunately it impacts how you view a quarterback in their career. And I think right here, what's happening today, as Adam Schefter reports that they're going to go with Jarrett Stidham in the in the final two games over Russell Wilson, really puts another black mark on Russell Wilson's career. Well, if for some reason and somehow this is all a, a ploy to try to move on from him this offseason, right? No guaranteed money in 2025, potentially, based on certain calendar dates and the physical. And if they want to just eat a giant a giant contract next year, and this is what I mean, like is, Den- is Denver trying to set themselves up to be terrible next year and to try to be at the top of the 2025 draft, two drafts from now, because they're moving on from Russell Wilson and they're just going to eat – Again, what is what looks like uh, on paper to me an $85 million dead cap hit, which is an insane thing to do uh, in the NFL. But look, shrewder things have been done. If that's the case and they are trying to move on from him 
this offseason and not have him on their books despite what it would cost in the salary cap, to me that says they are going to try to be at the top of the draft the following year, and that is the Sean Payton reboot. That is the Sean Payton find my guy and and try to you know ultimately execute my last chapter as a head coach, right? And, and, and what it does, it also uh, – it, it, buy, it buys Sean Payton a couple more years too yeah. because he says, hey – I need time to get my quarterback in. I got to try to develop him. So it buys him time as the head coach of the Denver Broncos for, you know, for a few more years. He can't, it's not about just a simple wins and losses. It's about, hey, how do I mold and groom the new heir parent who I want to lead me, lead this franchise going forward? Apparently, according to Spotrack, he's got a $35.4 million cap hit and $85 million dead cap hit for next year. Uh, he is due $17 million in base salary, $10 million signing bonus, $8 million option. Uh, we will see uh, exactly what happens with this. But I, I am curious. Like It feels like the Russell Wilson career was on track for one of the greats of all time, like the rest of these guys we talk about. And, yes, they all have a second chapter or a final chapter somewhere else. His started a little bit earlier than most. And, like, all these guys are kind of quirky, right? Aaron Rodgers, quirky. Tom Brady's quirky. Like, everybody's a little – all these guys kind of have their weird oddities. But Russell's have been well-documented, <laughs> and maybe more so than everybody else. And Well, when you're married to Sierra. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. You know. <laughs> and, well, and when you separate – again, when you kind of like intentionally separate yourself from your team as much as he has, that's not going to always play well. Uh, when it comes to coverage or fans or whatever. And this last chapter is not ending. To your point, he, he is too good of a player for this to be the end of his of his final chapter. You know what I mean? Like, he's too good. Over 5,000 yards rushing in a Super Bowl? This guy is one of the better quarterbacks of this generation, and it's not going to end particularly well, it doesn't seem like, for him. Uh, unless there's some ra- random swan song where he goes to, like, well, that, that know, was going to be the my Bears question. and like Jim Harbaugh coaches him in the Bears and he's crazy. oh there we go oh look at you talking <laughs> that Jim Harbaugh nugget in that's going to be my question is will, will is this the last time Russell Wilson have we seen Russell Wilson start his last game as a legitimate starter in the NFL and not coming in as a backup to be a starter I I think he does I think he deserves another crack at this really good coach with Sean Payton not the great supporting cast right terrible offensive line lots of sacks. Jerry Judy's kind of a bust, injury-prone running backs. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a better situation out there, in which case his talents he – he was still pretty productive this year, much, much better than, than last year. So uh, we shall see. We'll have much more on this big breaking news story, of course, on Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Mike Wells, Braden Gall in for the guys. The Broncos are benching Russell Wilson. If not in Denver, is Wilson a starter anywhere else in the NFL next year? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Russell Wilson has been benched in Denver. What does it mean for his career, for the Broncos, for Sean Payton? Heck, for the wild card spot this year. The Denver Broncos just one game back of the seventh spot in the AFC at 7-8 and eight with two games against the Chargers and Raiders left to go. Mike Wells, Braden Gall in for the guys. Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Andrew Hawkins joining us here, ESPN NFL analyst. And the Broncos are still absolutely in the hunt. So how surprising is this that Russell Wilson is benched? What does it tell you about the relationships and the future of this organization? I think for me, it, just, uh, it, it more points to Sean Payton never quite feeling like Russell Wilson was his guy. And this is, I feel like, pretty typical of coaches coming into an organization, um, especially with the contract that Sean Payton got. I mean, you you want to build around what you want to build around. Um, and I think it was, you know, probably more indicative of him coming in, wanting to kick the tires on Russell Wilson, see if, if this truly was his guy and could put them in the position that he felt like the team should be in. And it not working out. I, you know, I, I think that's more of it than anything. Because when I watch Russell Wilson's film, you know, is, is he a top five quarterback at the moment? No. Do I think him being benched with two games left is justified? I don't, I don't think so. They're a team in the hunt. He's played great. I mean, really great at times this season. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, it, it was a Sean or Russell type of scenario. And we see where it ended up. You knew at some point, Andrew, that Sean Payton was going to want to get his own guy, be able to mold him and hopefully become, you know, have the same type of uh, success that he had with Drew Brees with the New Orleans Saints. Why? It just seemed like they never really meshed the season at all, even though Russell's numbers are better than last year. Why do you think there was not – they didn't really – they haven't been in sync this season? I, I think it's what I said. I just honestly believe that Sean Payton – didn't really have an interest in Russell Wilson being his guy, which is okay because he's the head coach and, you know, he's now the czar of this, this franchise and that's what they paid him to come in and be. Um, but I think, you know, some of those things were on – writing were on the wall. When you saw the way that their kind of sideline interactions were and what have you, like this is a guy who is a Super Bowl champion. He has been a mainstay. He is a quarterback that is on the borderline of being a Hall of Famer, right? Like, and I just feel like there was – it was very clear – that to your point, these two weren't quite meshing um, the way that you think they should on paper because the play doesn't, in my opinion, justify that type of treatment or justify him being benched. This is an organizational decision to save financially, to make sure they take as you know less of a hit as possible when they go to make a move. Um, but when they were playing well, you know, I, I just, I, I just didn't feel like this would be where uh, the, the season would lead us. Mike Wells, Braden Gall here on ESPN Radio. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. And Russell Wilson has been benched for the final two games, despite being one game back of the playoffs for Denver. Uh, a clear sign that they are ready to move on from their potential Hall of Fame quarterback, which, again, this is a guy that, you, you know, you said at times looked much better this year. This is a guy who's been a Super Bowl champion, over 5,000 yards rushing. Uh, we've seen lots of great quarterbacks go on to have final chapters that are very successful in NFL history. They're all, all of the NFL's greats have gone on to sort of have those, those final chapters. Russell did this at 33 years old two years ago when, he become, when he's traded. 
and this is certainly not going to end well at this part of the chapter. Is there another chapter? Is there another uh, final act for Russell Wilson where he can find a, a home and, and, and excel? I mean, I, 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 my gut says absolutely. I mean, it is really hard to find quarterbacks. And you can say what you want about Russell Wilson. He is better than the majority of NFL quarterbacks. And I would, I would stand on that. And this year – well, we see backups, and we make superstars out of people like Tommy DeVito for a couple of weeks, <laughs> only to watch this defense for the same old people. Absolutely. I'm looking around the league, and I can think of five to ten teams that become instantly better with Russell Wilson. And the other portion of that is, even within those games, that this season, where Russell Wilson has thrown, what, 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions, three of those came in the Houston game, which is probably his worst game of the season, you know, I mean, you look at his supporting cast, and he doesn't have world beaters out there. That has kind of been my, my criticism of the, the Denver Broncos offense throughout the season. And so, you know, you look around the league for some of these teams that are really, really talented, and the piece that they're missing is a serviceable quarterback, and I believe Russell Wilson is even more than that. Andrew, let, let's shift gears away from Russell Wilson. Let's talk about that former team of yours, the Cleveland Browns, and we're talking about backup quarterbacks. I mean – Deshaun Watson only played six games this season, and the Browns are just one win away from making the playoffs. And Joe Flacco has been a great story on what he's been able to do the last couple games. What do you think has been the biggest key for Cleveland knocking on the door and making the playoffs, despite what's happened to quarterback this season? Yeah, I have to give a lot of credit to Kevin Stefanski. I, I believe he's the coach of the year for the reasons you mentioned. I mean, they lose their all-everything running back. They lose multiple starters on that incredible defense. Um, Deshaun Watson, the highest paid guaranteed quarterback in NFL history, he barely plays. They move and have to call plays for four different starting quarterbacks and land on a 38-year-old who was watching the game from the same place we watched the games every week just five weeks ago, right? And beyond all of that, he has kept his team not only in it, he has kept them bought in, he has kept them motivated, they have kept the messaging of that franchise and the vision of that franchise singular and you see a team that plays their butts off week in and week out, no matter the circumstances, no matter the adversity, no matter who is leading the charge offensively, that's a special coaching job, right? You juxtaposition that with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have all the talent in the world, and they're coming off a Super Bowl appearance, and they spent the majority of the season atop the conference and in front in their division, and yet still there's a bad taste in everybody's mouth around that team. And out of the locker room and sideline interaction – that just feels like there's a lack of confidence of where they think this team can go. And for what Kevin Stefanski has brought to the Browns and keeping those players motivated and truly believing that they have a shot at a world title, it's been, it's been nothing short of amazing. Andrew Hawk is joining us here, ESPN NFL analyst uh, on Carlin versus Joe, Braden Gall, Mike Wells. All right, last one, we'll let you go. It, obviously, Baltimore is the one seed. In the AFC, the Niners are the one seed. So take those two out of it because they are playing largely the best football, even despite what we saw on Monday night. Who, who's the team that is peaking at the right time? Who, who's the team that you are most concerned about surging into the postseason? Because a lot of times it's not about where you're seated. It's about how well you're playing. Yeah, I would say the Bills are, are, have the right trajectory, right? I, I just feel like, you know, for teams that actually have a chance to win, you need one of those guys at the quarterback position. The Bills have that. The second thing is you need to have the talent. The Bills have that. The third thing is exactly what you talked about. You have to have the momentum and playing championship-level football at the right time, and the Bills are doing that. And so 
if we're going to point to a team with the right trajectory and give those parameters, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Bills. Now, if the Bills run into the Chiefs um, in the postseason, I don't know if I'm going to pick them because, you know, I, until Mahomes proves differently in that scenario, he's just a hard guy to bet against. And, um, but the Bills definitely play an incredible football. Yep, I agree with you. Andrew Hawkins, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate it. Happy holidays. Thank you, guys. Take care. Absolutely. Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He is Mike Wells. I am Braden Gall. And Andrew Hawkins just said Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year. Mike Wells completely disagrees. Of course, I said that after Andrew left the show. Mike Wells completely disagrees. You'll hear his answer after Mike has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, boy. i sitting here, and I am pulling, I'm pulling a Jordan as I do not have the O'Reilly uh, Auto Parts up on the screen right now. So we're going to have to pull this up as we go. And we just made the same mistake that I had yesterday on the billboard. You need some wiper blades, man. You need some wiper blades. <laughs> I, I sure do. Are your wiper blades Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't compromise your visibility with streaks or smearing on your windshield. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. The professional parts people will help you choose from their wide selection to find just the right wiper blades for your vehicle, they will even install them for free. See better and drive safer with your new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Nose Pros. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who should be coach of the year in the NFL? Lots of good candidates this year. Mike Wells has an answer for you. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. My name is Braden Gall, of course. Carlin versus Joe is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Mike Wells. Andrew Hawkins just said it. Kevin Stefanski, Cleveland Browns, coach of the year. So, obviously, you disagree. This is one of eight teams, I believe, in NFL history to have won 10 games or more with at least four starting quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, over 1,300 yards passing in four games off of a couch. And you don't think Kevin Stefanski, who, by the way, they're one win away against the Jets on Thursday evening from clinching a playoff spot in the loaded AFC this year. And you don't think that guy deserves to be coach of the year. Why do you hate Kevin Stefanski? Why? <laughs> oh, Brayden and my, my guy, Evan, who's doing a great job producing the show. You guys set me up. 
you know, we had Andrew <laughs> Hawkins on the last segment play for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I thought we were going to be talking about we were just going to be talking about Russell Wilson, but you had a, and he had I think Evan might have texted him and said, "Hey, make sure you mention Kevin Stefanski <laughs> as coach of the year because we got a guy on studio in studio who doesn't believe so." Listen. Hey, what the job that Kevin has done as a head coach? We talk about the revolving doors of quarterback. Nick Chubb, he's been gone just about the entire season too, so they dealt with a lot yeah. of injuries. Yeah. But I, I am a big fan of what Dan Campbell has done this season with the Detroit Lions. They just won a division for the first time since 1993. Heading to the playoffs as division champs for the first time since 1993. Yes, they have Jared Goff who has played in the Super Bowl. But this team is a bunch of young players who Dan Campbell has done a great job building up and coming in and winning division. I don't think um, um, what, what what Campbell did is this team didn't know. The only thing the Detroit Lions have been known for is playing on Thanksgiving Day. That's been their, that has been their identity. <laughs> and for Barry so long. Sanders retiring early. <laughs> yes, and, and Calvin Johnson <laughs> retiring retiring early. Yes, exactly. Players so, who don't want to play for them. <laughs> exactly. So what he has done here in Detroit is, I believe, he deserves Coach of the Year consideration. I also believe Shane Steichen deserves major Coach of the Year considerations over Kevin Stefanski. Yes, I'm doubling down on things right now, Braden, because wow. what Shane Steichen has done without Jonathan Taylor part of the season, without Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew was a journeyman. For Cleveland, yes, offensively they dealt with injuries, but we also can't forget they got a pretty darn good defense over there. They're they loaded, gotta, on, de- they're they, loaded they, on defense. They, yeah. they get after defense defensively to be able to come in and make up for the losses on the offensive side. You got Miles Garrett who has 13 sacks right now. You had, They have guys on defense that can fill the voids. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, all right, all right. Let's cast a wide net here on who the candidates could be. I think Kevin Stefanski clearly, I think yeah. the odds on favorite right now for Cleveland. Uh, he I deserves they- some. Dan Campbell for the Detroit Lions, I think you're absolutely right. If you want to throw in Shane Steichen, that's fine. Indianapolis Colts right now, the seventh seed in the AFC in the playoffs with basically they lost Anthony Richardson, I think, in week four or five. I, don't quote me on that exact date. But basically Gardner Minshew for the entire year. You mentioned without uh, Jonathan Taylor. I, I would throw a couple of other names in there. But I think things have to happen for those na- these names to be counted in the conversation. If you want to add – you know, John Harbaugh or Mike McDonald or Kyle Shanahan to this mix, that's fine. Uh, I would say that D'Amico Ryans absolutely oh, deserves yes. conversation. Because I think to your point about the Browns roster, I would argue that the Houston Texans roster was worse than all of the teams we just talked about. Like, Dan Campbell's been building a pretty good roster to this point. The Cleveland Browns defense is loaded. I would put D'Amico Ryans up there. And, oh, by the way, he lost his starting quarterback for a couple of games as well. C.J. Stroud might be back this week, but he's a rookie. I think D'Amico deserves conversation. If the Vikings get into the playoffs without Kirk Cousins, without Jordan Jefferson for most of the season, you got to get a third quarterback. Basically, maybe you got to give some credit to Kevin O'Connell. I don't think he's going. I don't think they're going to get in though. So I could see Houston winning the division because the Jacksonville Jaguars right now are plummeting. Trevor Lawrence is being held together by, like, duct tape. I I could see the Houston Texans not only getting into the playoffs, but winning 10 games. They play Tennessee and Indianapolis and winning the division. And if the Houston Texans win the division, I would put D'Amico Ryans in the conversation with Stefanski and and, and Dan Campbell, for sure. No, no, completely agree. I mean, not only 
has D'Amico Ryan done a, a hell of a job in his first year coaching the Houston Texans, but every time C.J. Stroud throws a touchdown pass, he has the folks in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the Carolina Panthers organization cringing <laughs> because they passed yeah. up C.J. Yeah. Stroud to take Bryce Young. Evan, we, 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 I need you right now, Evan. Um, how are you putting Kevin Stefanski as, a, as a, the coach of the year when you, when you know they are completely loaded defensively? Yeah, but he's on his fourth quarterback. Like, who cares? Uh, well, who cares? Come on, that defense, defense, defense. But the defense. Jets had. Hold on, the Jets had a great defense, and they're on their fourth quarterback. And That's because true. their coach isn't as good, they are out of the playoff mix. Like the Browns and the Jets have the, the exact the, same. The, the season. Jets are just. They had a great bitten. defense. They had. Issues at the quarterback position. The Browns are one win away from the playoffs, and the Jets are done. Like, that to me is why Kevin Stefanski is coach of the year. He kept the train on the tracks as they went through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. And the guy they have now was on the couch a month ago. Like, that, it is a no-brainer. Kevin Stefanski should be the unanimous coach of the year. Oh, my and God. And I don't even think... I, I honestly don't even think Dan Campbell's second. I think Shane Steichen's done a better job. You brought up D'Amico Ryans. All of these guys have overachieved. The only coach we're talking about in this conversation who did what was expected of him is Dan Campbell. They were expected to win the wins. division. No, no, come on. Absolutely. 11, 11 wins? They were, they were, no, but they were expected to win the division. and they played 11 them. wins. 11 wins. They were expected to win the division, and they did. <laughs> but 11 uh, wins, though. Okay, hang on, hang on. How, how about this? Again, we talked about this earlier in the show. There is space and room for people to change their opinions. And things could happen. <laughs> things could happen between today and the end of the season that could change our opinions. If the Detroit Lions go on the road and beat Dallas on Saturday night and beat Minnesota and finish with 13 wins and they are a one or a two seed in the NFC – now we can start talking about Dan Campbell being coach of the year. Would you I'm, change I'm your mind? Would you change I'm your mind, M- Mr. Unanimous? Would you change your mind with that? Not if the Browns win their last two games and go into the playoffs with double-digit wins with 12, Joe Flacco with as their five. quarterback. Uh, Twelve and five is a pretty darn good year. Twelve and five with Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. And Miles Garrett. Miles <laughs> Garrett. And Miles I, here, here's here's what I want to have happen now. I want the Texans to win the last two games to win the division, have 10 <laughs> wins, and so we don't have to debate this anymore. It's just D'Amico Ryans at that point because there's no way that either of those two rosters are comparable to the Texans. No, no, the Lions no. and the Browns rosters are so much better than the Texans roster. The Lions also gave away the number one seed. Like, the Lions would be in control their own fate for the number one seed if Dan Campbell's team didn't go into Chicago and lose to the Bears a couple weeks ago. If they didn't lose on Thanksgiving to the Green Bay Packers in an absolute clunker. In some big spots this year, I know they've had great season, but there have been spots this year where the Lions have have had clunkers, and that's on the coach. You can't go into Chicago and lose to the Bears the way they did when you're fighting for the number one seed. You can't have the performance you did in a big spot on Thanksgiving against the Packers the way they did and still get coach of the year. Five teams with 11 wins in the NFL, and one of them is the freaking Lions. Yeah, and they could have been at 12 or 13 if they didn't have these clunkers and been in prime position for the number one seed. All these teams have had clunkers. You mean the same way that your Cleveland Browns lost to a team that just benched their quarterback about half an hour ago. Here, I will say the argument, I think, I think Evan's argument is sound. The two points that I would make against Detroit, not pro Kevin Stefanski necessarily, but against Detroit and Dan Campbell, is that they have largely been intact the entire year. They have their quarterback. They have all their top draft picks. They have the defense. They have the weaponry on offense. It's largely been intact, and there were more expectations on them 
going into the season. I think those are fair arguments. Mm-hmm. I, but it's it, again, if Cleveland finishes with eleven or twelve wins, I think we got to acknowledge that without Nick Chubb with on well, their fourth quarterback pulling a guy off a couch. It's it's still incredibly impressive. Now, again, I, uh, it, it never actually goes to the best coach, right? It never actually uh, goes to the guy who's actually got the best team, right? It doesn't go to – Kyle Shanahan and John Harbaugh don't win the award. I will gla- I will gladly let um, the Houston Texans win their final two games of the season, win the division, and, and – Vote for D'Amico. And D'Amico Ryan. Just, and and I'm, I'm, I like what C.J. Stroud has done. He silenced the, 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 the criticism about Ohio State not producing quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I think D'Amico Ryans, and I think it was fairly obvious that D'Amico Ryans was going to be a very good coach and has done a fantastic job with a garbage roster that was basically the worst team in the NFL last year. So, I, look, Shane Steichen, also great. A lot of guys that deserve credit for a good job this year. Dan Campbell, Kevin Stefanski, you name it, they've got an opportunity to win it. That is for sure. That was a heated debate. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. Carlin versus Joe here. The big breaking news of the day, Russell Wilson has been benched by the Broncos. Will Russ Wilson ever be a starter again? That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.